What makes us happy? Thank you very much for joining us once again for another Bible study. And remember, you can visit these resources, get contact information, service time, and more at benchurchofchrist.org. Happiness is something we desire, we crave, we need, and for some reason, it seems that we're most of the time disappointed when we get to a place that we thought would bring us happiness, and it simply does not. Well, let's consider this morning, how can we get happiness? Stay with us, as I think the answer might be a little surprising to you. I will give you a hint uh, of a wonderful read on this matter, and a reference that got me thinking is Brene Brown's TED Talks and Books. It's a great read with some very provoking ideas. There are many, many verses that relate to happiness or related emotions, and let's look at a few. You're probably familiar with a lot of these. In Acts chapter 5, we read, but if be of God, ye cannot overthrow it, lest haply ye be found, even if I against God. And to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. They departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer his name. Daily in the temple and every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. We see some interesting contrast going on here. At 1 Thessalonians, we'll just hit the high points of, of another of our verses here. Having received the word in much affliction with joy. Again, a major contrast. 2 Corinthians 7, exceeding joyful. And again, a, a, a word that is, is used to kind of amplify joy there. Exceeding joyful in tribulation. Rejoice in my sufferings, Paul said in Colossians chapter 1. Great is my boldness in Colossians chapter 7. I am filled with comfort. I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. 1 Peter chapter 4. Exceeding joy if you be reproached for the name of Christ. Happy are ye. In the book of Hebrews, who for the joy that was set before him, speaking of Christ, endured the cross. Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas, when they had laid many stripes upon them, cast them into prison, charging the jailer, keep them safely, thrust them into prison, made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. In 2 Corinthians 12, most gladly, Paul said, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Well, this isn't really giving us the recipe of where happiness comes from, but it does give us a foundation of how happiness and joy can help get through some of the harder times in our life. But, Jerry, you still haven't really showed me where it comes from. Let's go back to the wise man, Solomon, in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 2. I said in mine heart, go to now, I will prove thee with mirth. Therefore, enjoy pleasure, and behold, this also is vanity. Listen to what he says. I said of laughter. It is mad of mirth. What doeth it? I sought in my heart to give in myself unto wine, yet acquainting mine heart with wisdom to lay hold on folly, till I might see what was good for the sons of men, which they should do under the heaven all the days of their life. 
I made me great works. I builded me houses. I planted me vineyards. I made me gardens and orchards. I planted trees in them of all kinds of fruits. I made pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house. Also, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. A lot of stuff. I gathered me silver and gold and the peculiar treasure of kings of the provinces. I got me men singers and women singers and the delight of the law of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased, listen, and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also, I didn't lose my wisdom. Whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor. This was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought, and on the labor that I had labored to do. And behold, all was vanity and vexation of the Spirit. It was of no value. It was nothing but the wind. And there was no profit under the sun. Exodus chapter 2, verse 20. So I turned about, gave my heart up to despair over all the toil of my labors under the sun. What has a man from all the toil and striving of heart which he toils beneath the sun? For all his days are full of sorrow, and his work is a vexation. That is, it is painful. It is sorrowful. Even in the night, his heart does not rest. This also is vanity or worthless. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? And then listen in verse number 26. For God giveth to man that is good in his sight, God's sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. But the sinner he giveth travail to gather, to heap up, that he may give to him that is good before God. This also is vanity and vexation of the Spirit. So we get a little bit of a hint there that it's not just stuff, that there's, there's something else. When we look by definition, I'm a word nerd, and I, I look at, like looking at definitions, even if it's things that I think I understand. The word joy means settled assurance, quiet confidence. Everything is going to be okay. To rejoice exceedingly, to gush, to be cheerful, excessive, ecstatic delight. It is an emotion. It is a feeling. Joy isn't a decision or a conviction or an idea. There are some related words. Happiness is a feeling of pleasure because of favorable circumstances. Joy is a deep emotion of well-being and assurance, the cause of happiness or delight. Rejoice is an outward expression of joy. And the word blessed is to find favor, to be full, or to be well off. There are three things that we want to look at that bring about our joy. And one is really powerful. Let's quickly glance at the first two. The first is self-denial. We look back at Solomon and again, all the things that he did that he thought was going to bring 
him joy. Luke chapter 9 says, He said unto them all, If any man will come after me, Christ speaking, verse 23, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall save it. Putting things in the right perspective, in the right order. Luke chapter 14, along this same line, If any man will come to me and hate not, that is, care about his father, mother, wife, and children, and brethren, and sisters, yea, also his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Again, putting things in order. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciples. Galatians chapter 5. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. And so not focusing on the lust of the flesh, the lust of eyes, and the pride of life, those things that bring us, we think them that we think bring us the most happiness, but in the end bring us the most disappointment. Those things we, we need to put in a proper order and not focus on the worldliness, but rather focus on the things that we have been told to focus on. Point number one, self-denial. Point number two, no whining. Do all things without murmuring. Philippians 2 and 14, that is grumblings and disputings. We can be a whiny bunch of people. Neither murmur ye, 1 Corinthians 10 and 10, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Remember, we talked a few weeks ago about the manna and how children of Israel were whining because of all of this manna. You would have starved without it, but they were whining because they were tired of it. Now, all these things happened unto them for in samples, and they are written for our admonition. In Jude verse 16 from the Amplified Bible, these people are habitually murmurers, griping and complaining, following after their own desires, being controlled by their passion. They speak arrogantly, pretending admiration and flattering people to gain an advantage. If we're constantly focusing on self and we're constantly whining, grumbling, complaining, murmuring, we're not going to find any joy. But the third one is the one that I actually put into practice, and I was shocked on the impact that it had. And that is the concept of being grateful. The term grateful comes from the Latin word gratis, which means grateful. It's the word that we get Eucharist from, or the Lord's Supper. And the word that we get thanksgiving from, a few passages of Scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, giving thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In Philippians chapter 4, be not anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That peace comes from where? Not being anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with gratefulness. Thanksgiving. Colossians chapter 3. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, Colossians 3, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace, that is thankfulness, in your hearts to the Lord. In Psalms chapter 13, it's a short chapter, but some very interesting questions come up. We read there, how long forget me? Talking to God, David did. How long will you hide yourself from me? How long will I feel this sorrow? How long will my enemies be allowed to prosper? Consider me. 
Please hear me, O God. Help me or I die. My foes are rejoicing at their victory. Whining, complaining, well, probably not quite that far, but certainly not in a good place. Listen to where he goes. Verse 5, Psalms 13, verse 5. But, means I'm going in a different direction. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. All of those things, I'm still going to be grateful. I'm still going to be grateful. Another interesting point, our joy is ours. It cannot be stolen from us. Listen to John 16, verse 22. Now, therefore, you have sorrow, but I will see you again. Your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. If our joy comes from the right things, not stuff, the right place, no man can taketh it from you. Let's go back to the passages we read in the very beginning. That's where it came from. There was joy that no man could take away from them by literally trying to beat it out of them. Our joy is burglar-proof. It cannot be stolen away by anyone or anything. It is not elusively. It's readily found by those that pursue righteousness. It's listed as one of the fruits of the Spirit. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, Christ says in Matthew 11 and 28. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. The Lord said unto the individual that brought the talents back, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rule over any every I will make thee rule over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. The joy we often think about is the joy in the life to come. That sacrificing self, uh, uh, getting uh, putting aside the temporary happiness that the flesh can give. That we're pilgrims looking for the city. That is our deed, our ultimate goal. But thanks be to God that while we are here. At the very core of our being, we can have joy that cannot be shaken, that can come even at the darkest of our life. And that concept of being grateful, just being thankful, can take us so far and change our lives so much. And I would challenge you in the next few days, just say thank you. Just be a little bit more appreciative of the things that happen in your life and see if this isn't indeed the truth. Thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to visiting with you next week at this time. Till then, we bid you a very pleasant good day.